Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, July 27th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm David Escobar. And here's What's What near you. This morning, Mayor Adams spoke to New Yorkers about what to expect during the heat wave. Adams says we are currently in a climate crisis, given the poor air quality from the Canada wildfires and now the extreme heat. There's an excessive heat warning starting today that'll last through Saturday. The heat index is projected to be 105 today and tomorrow, with slightly lower levels on Saturday. And Adams says it's crucial for New Yorkers to stay cool. Uh, Heat kills uh, more New Yorkers every year than any other kind of extreme weather event. And access to cooling is a matter of life and death. New Yorkers are encouraged to use the city's cooling centers and avoid staying in the sun. For more information about the city's cooling centers, you can visit finder.nyc.gov. More than 100 migrants will soon have to leave city shelters. That's being ordered by the Adams administration, which says its shelter system for asylum seekers in New York City is past capacity. According to the city, migrants who've been in shelters the longest are the ones being ordered to leave first. And most of these people are single adults. This comes amid City Hall's new 60-day shelter stay limit, which housing officials say is needed to free up space for migrant families with children. More than 90,000 asylum seekers have come to the five boroughs since last spring, with an estimated three to 500 more arriving each day. Going forward, city officials say they'll be handing out shelter eviction notices to migrants on a rolling basis. Students attending CUNY schools can access food pantries all summer. This morning at Hunter College, CUNY Chancellor Felix Matos Rodriguez and other local lawmakers announced that food pantries will be open throughout the summer. The initiative is called Healthy CUNY. It typically takes place during the school year to provide college students with food security. This way, students are able to reach their full academic potential without having to worry about having access to food. To find a CUNY food pantry, head to healthycuny.org. Today is the city's first ever Writer's Choice Awards. It's a competition where New Yorkers vote for their favorite subway performers as commuting and live music often go hand-in-hand. WFUV's Avery Loftus called in from Times Square to tell us more. Hi, Avery. Hi. So can you tell us what exactly is happening at Times Square today? I'm here in Times Square at the first-ever We Love NYC Writer's Choice Award. To kick off the ceremony, Brooklyn artist Anissa performed a song ahead of her album release from Atlantic Records. New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced the winner of the award moments ago. And Avery, we're dying to know, who's the winner? The all-female brass band, Brass Queens, won. They win against two other finalists, Afro-Dominicano and Augie Bello. The Brass Queens will receive a recording session from Atlantic Records as their prize. That is quite the prize. So is there going to be a ceremony next year? MTA Arts and Design typically holds auditions to sponsor performers across various MTA locations. But this has been delayed since 2020 because of COVID. This year, the program is back up and running for its 33rd year. It hasn't been confirmed yet that there will be a ceremony next year, but this is the first time that New Yorkers can vote for their favorite MTA music performer. Congratulations to Brass Queens. 
Congratulations indeed. Avery Loftus is a reporter at WFUV News. Avery, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And on this day in 1996, the Spice Girls secured their first UK single with the iconic pop bop, Wannabe. The girl power anthem spent seven weeks at number one. And after it sold 6 million copies, it became the best-selling single ever by a female group. This month, the WFEV Newsroom is reporting on some of the advocacy work happening across New York City. The Department of Transportation is proposing the addition of a new bus lane on Fordham Road, but this has caused some debate between local businesses and commuters. In the first part of this two-part series, WFEV's Maya Sargent attends a rally hosted by the Riders Alliance, an organization who wants to see the DOT's proposal implemented as soon as possible. Fordham Road is an artery for drivers going east to west in the Bronx. It's used daily by commuters traveling by subway, the Metro North, and most notably, the bus, which has become a contentious topic for Fordham Road commuters. To give you a visual, right now Fordham Road has a bus lane that runs curbside on either side of the road. It's home to six different bus routes, including the BX12 and the BX9. But the Department of Transportation says they have a plan to upgrade bus priority on Fordham Road. In a statement, a DOT spokesperson confirmed they're developing designs for an offset bus lane. That's a bus lane that would sit one lane away from the curb instead of curbside where it currently sits. And DOT says that would deliver faster and more reliable bus services. But the proposal is causing a divide in opinions within the community. One of the largest organizations in support of the DOT's offset bus lane is the Riders Alliance. They have hosted several rallies on Fordham Road over the past few months. They're also asking Mayor Adams to change the layout of Fordham Road. And at this particular rally, they were joined by representatives from Local 1010, the Labor Union, and the MTA. We're here today because Mayor Adams made a promise to bus riders to speed up the nation's slowest and most unreliable buses. That's Danny Perlstein. He's the Policy and Communications Director at the Riders Alliance. He says changes to the bus service are needed because the Bronx is the poorest borough and the most heavily transit dependent. There are no crosstown subway routes. There are 85,000 people on this bus every single day. The medium Bronx bus rider is a low-income immigrant woman of color, somebody who historically hasn't been at the table at City Hall when these decisions are being made. Derek Holmes is the digital strategist for the Riders Alliance. He says they want more than just an offset bus lane, and he's fighting for a more long-term solution. And that is to implement a new busway that can all but eliminate the traffic congestion that impedes buses Abby Jura is a member of the Riders Alliance and a student at Fordham University Rose Hill. She also supports the busway. Speaking to a crowd at the rally, 
She said delays caused by the current bus service impact her work and school schedule. Because the bus is stuck in traffic, we often miss the train and have to wait for the next one. Shanifa Riera, the acting chief customer officer at the MTA, also attended the rally. She says it's important for their customers to be able to move east to west in a quick and reliable way. And no one should be second guessing when their buses are coming or even sitting on a bus waiting, watching people go by, walking faster than buses. But the Department of Transportation's proposal is experiencing some pushback. Several key businesses in the community firmly oppose a new bus lane and a busway. Peter Madonia is the chairman of the Belmont Business Improvement District. He recently wrote a letter to Mayor Adams detailing his concerns. It was co-signed by representatives from local institutions including Fordham University, the Bronx Zoo and the New York Botanical Gardens. They say making the road less accessible for cars could impact revenue for a neighborhood that relies on daily tourism from the region. In part two of this two-part series, I delve deeper into this complex issue. I explore why these businesses are opposing the Department of Transportation's proposal and the alternative they would like to see implemented instead. I'm Maya Sargent, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking with representatives from the Riders Alliance and the MTA about the changes they want to see to Fordham Road's bus service. The story will continue next week where we'll find out why some local businesses are not in agreement. And one more thing before we go. We wanted to take a moment to remember the life and music of the late Sinead O'Connor, who has recently passed away. She was 56. Recognizable for her iconic shaved head and unapologetic attitude, the Irish singer is best known for her fierce activism and provocative music. But she's also known for her power ballads, like the hit song, Nothing Compares to You. Celebrities swarmed to social media to pour out their love for the late singer. And Ice-T put it simply, respect to Sinead, she stood for something. Unlike most people, rest easy. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUV.org news and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm David Escobar. And that's What's What. <laughs>